mental health is in a, I think it's just always in a fluctuation, but it's in a better fluctuation today. Okay. I, I feel you. I've been in a funk lately. It, it seems like a lot of people have been in a funk. I don't know what it is. It's like, why, what's been going on with you? And I don't see if it's the same what I've been going through. Well, I think that, you know, our generation, this was our first time ever seeing something like this with the quarantine and with the vaccinations and with stuff like this and Ukraine and the gas prices and us really not knowing what direction everything is going to go in next. It's so uncertain. And everybody was uh, had this mentality of when COVID is over or when um, this all gets back to normal. But we didn't really fix our minds to realize that the new normal that the old normal that we knew will never come back. So hmm. now we just have to move forward with kind of blindly, even with us having a plan, knowing that our plan may not be executed the way that we thought that it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't know where we're going. You know what I'm saying? We don't know if Russia going to wake up one morning and say they want to come over here and start some ish. It really right. is a lot of anxiety. And one thing I can say is that the stories we're going to tell our kids and then grandkids, they're not going to believe us. They're going to have flying cars and stuff, so we ain't going to be able to believe them. Right. How old are you? Because I lived to 9-11. I mean, it's just too much. <laughs> you're probably about the same age. I'm 27. Okay, I'm 30. I'm 30. So, okay, so the reason why I started asking you all that, because sometimes when you ask people how you're doing, and sometimes everybody just needs to just be asked, how you doing? How's your day doing? That one simple question can literally like have somebody open up to you and say, I'm not okay, especially if we're seeing so many things. Like there was one artist, she put up a suicide note online, you know, and all her fans and everybody was worried about her. So I always like to check on you all. But you are a man that wears many hats. You act, you model. I mean, you do music. Like, how do you do all of this? Like, how did you even get your start in the entertainment industry? That was about um, 12 years ago. My stepdad started a group, and I started producing for that group. Mm. And then I started rapping that same later that year. My um, my acting career started in 2015. I started off doing background, and then I went mm. from background to featured role to reoccurring role to co-lead to lead to national television, and then in the modeling, I did um a commercial for Zaxby's and then that turned into me underwear modeling and right now I'm currently in the process of closing a couple of deals with a couple of big companies from that and then I just got into fitness real heavy and then boom it just kind of everything just kind of fell into place right you are black like I say that's my motto on this show we let us hear black man out here working okay I think that's so impressive because you're doing so much in even when I talk to a lot of artists, I'm trying to encourage them to do other things 
besides music. Like if you have different avenues, you're able to eat from all these different avenues. And like you just explained, you're able to dibble dab over here, over here. But you also play live instruments also. I believe I saw you earlier today playing the piano. Like you're yeah. a musician. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I suck, but I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty decent at, uh, at 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 the piano. I started off playing the drums at a church. It sounded really really good. You seem like the type of guy. If you put your put anything, put your mind to, you'll be able to do it. So I'm pretty sure if you do it like everything, you probably you probably be on stage at the Grammys like John Legend. <laughs> possibly, possibly. I need to put my mind toward it. That's probably why I feel like I suck is because I haven't put my mind toward it as much as I should. I just naturally know how to do it. So, you know, right. I have I dibble and dabble and have fun with it. It's great content for my fans, like who want to get to know me be, beyond the camera and uh, the modeling and stuff like that. So I try to get them a little bit more personality. Right now, you all like earlier we talked about. You know, everybody goes through difficulties, but you've been in this industry, the entertainment industry, all the way through. I'm pretty sure you've dealt with a lot of challenges. So, what has been one of the main things that you have dealt with as an entertainment? Uh, just, you know, getting into it, I didn't understand that it was a popularity contest. I didn't understand that it was a, a clout chase type of thing. I really thought that it was like a talent-based kind of thing. And, you know, I just, I built up my profile so huge. And I just, I kind of marginalized the margins that are around me. And I used the politics in my favor and turned it around for myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I pretty much just became the boss that I was expecting for somebody to make me into. Yeah, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Sag. Oh, no wonder why you're so confident. I'm a Libra. I know, I know a Sagittarius man when he walk in the room. It's a confidence. Normally, people don't like y'all because people say y'all cocky. You know what I'm saying? It's normally because you know y'all just so you know you believe in yourself. So sometimes when you really think highly of yourself, people looking at you like. Well, why do you think so highly of yourself? That's normally a reflection. Normally, people don't feel good about themselves, so they try to reflect their insecurities onto you. And you know what? It's very interesting. I don't think this industry has always been like this. It seems like it just got like this, especially because of social media, where I even notice it also. It's a popularity contest. And it seems like you got to work twice as hard to show, like, okay, they may be popular, but I'm talented. I actually have the talent. Do you believe that? Well, I believe that just back in the day, social media wasn't a tool that was utilized because it didn't exist. So just like 20 years from now, other stuff will be utilized that didn't exist right now. Mm -hmm. um, so what we have to do now, I want you to think of it like this. Think of it like somebody like Plies. Plies got famous before, um, Plies got famous before social media was ever a thing. Mm -hmm. So now... Instagram and Facebook are offering $30,000 a month for Instagram reels and stuff. And what does Plies do on the internet? So now he takes that same fame that he had before it applies it to that. And now he has an extra stream of income and he stays relevant all year round as to where before social media, he would have to be on the radio or on tour or doing this or doing that. He can make more money by sitting at home mm -hmm. and uh, just, just capitalizing off of that. And, now, what, what, what it has become is, I, I, I was the last of the era where we went to Walmart and we passed out CDs in the parking lot. So mm -hmm. I, I never used to like that because I was never like trying to convince anybody that I was good. I already knew that I was good. I already knew what I had. I just wanted, you seen the, the Kanye West documentary? Don't judge me. I ain't got to it yet. It's saved. I, 
I feel like I got to be in the right zone to actually watch it. Every time I turn it on, somebody calls, somebody texts, then I stop. Yeah, you got to silence your phone for this one. I think Kanye deserves that level of uh, attention at this point in his career. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So his first album was an album that he was working on for like years before it ever came out. He went to Dev Jam, tried to pitch it to the marketing department. They ignored him. Everybody ignored him. He shopped it around at different labels. They wouldn't give him an opportunity. So um, that Through the Wire video was a video that his friend Cootie made for him and, and just walking around shooting. So when that homeless woman at the beginning was like, can I get some change? That was a real woman that was asking him for change. And that was really organically D. Ray Davis's reaction to the song. That without an arm, I spit. Without an arm, I spit. And all that stuff. So that just, it showed me that I was doing the right thing because I have so much dope music on top of Fly Away. Fly Away was just an appetizer, just to segue into that. That was just an appetizer to give to people to be like, yo, well, I wonder what caliber of music Vigilante makes. Well, let me show you that I got a so-so dev artist in my pocket right now and that I can shoot a music video that's 10 times better than what y'all doing. I don't have no girls in there shaking their butt, looking ratchet and all that type of stuff. I got a beautiful black queen that's right next to me spreading her vocals worldwide once again to showcase that we make music on the highest level and that we can put it on any uh plateau that we want to movies television radio tv disney plus hulu roku spotify everything right it seems like you're thinking long term you know a lot of the music (laughs) um is kind of just in the moment music you know in the moment music you know they gonna shake their ass up a few weeks and you know 10 to 20 years ago, nobody's going to be talking about this was the best song that came out. It's not going to be the song that's, you know, featuring that movie that you love, that movie that was nominated for an Oscar. And that song was so good. Your song was nominated for an Oscar. So it seems like that's the type of artist you are. Like you're making long-term music. And I think that's really, really important. And you are making your rounds get your name out here because you've done over 200 interviews, right? So which number am I? Shit, I really need to write it down because I really do want to start making people feel special by being like, you're 247 or some shit like that. So I want to, you know what, I'm going to just make that number up right now. What's your favorite number? Um, 411. 411? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you are uh, number 241. Hey. <laughs> now, what's the whole method for doing all these interviews? Because, you know, sometimes... You know, there's always criticism where people are saying, well, you're doing more interviews than you're putting out music. Like, are you doing this because you want people to know who you are truly before they get the entire full body of work from you? Well, for those people who say the thing about the interviews over the music or the body of work, they don't really know what they're talking about. They just kind of have a warped perception. The, what it is is that um, content is king and visibility is... Uh, is, is one of the most valuable things out of sight, out of mind. So think of it like if you, do you deal with women or do you deal with men or both? Oh, I want to deal with men. Okay, so think about if you dealt with a man and he gave you a hug and mm-hmm. his scent was like on your shoulder and it was a very pleasant scent, but he wasn't around anymore. So now you're thinking about him all day and then he left his do-rag in your car so now when you get out the car, you're thinking about him again. And then now when you go inside the house, he's on TV. Now you're looking at him again, but he's not visibly there. He mm-hmm. already left. So now when you go to sleep, you realize that um, you got to brush your teeth. You go into the bathroom, his toothbrush is in there. 
he hasn't been there all day, but you've been thinking about him all day because all of these things are around you that are of him. So if you see me on the Breakfast Club, Sway, uh, the 411 show, 107.9, V103, Streets 94.5, this show, that show, Vlad TV, No Jumper. Mm-hmm. At some point, you will have to be like, yo, who is this dude? Right. Why all these people want to interview him? I wonder what they're talking about because it takes seven times for you to see something for, for it to actually catch your attention. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on, on top of that, uh, not, not, not to cut you off, I wanted to, um, I just felt like that the media became too politicky and too cliquish to where I can do a song like Fly Away with Dondria and still not be able to just walk up to a mainstream radio station, even with the connections and the cloud and the stuff that I've done and still have to compete with a major label with an artist that is just completely ass. And <laughs> they have a different type of camaraderie. And now I have to, so I said, fuck it. I'm a, you know, we don't believe you, you need more people. We're better. Let me go get more people. Now I'm gonna come back to you with 200 more people. Ah, <laughs> smart man. Okay. That, that makes, that actually makes sense. Cause I was actually talking to another artist, you know, kind of feeling like the same way. He has quality work, but you know, this is such a clout industry, especially here in Atlanta. Cause you're in Atlanta too, right? You know, it's very, very clickish. No shade, no shade. You know, it's very clickish. So sometimes you really gotta, you know, mingle your way in these rooms and these people just to be heard. And even when they you get their attention, who's to say they really gonna listen to your music? So they have to see you a few times. Trust me, I'm. I get what you're saying. I think we have kind of similar the same mindset because you don't seem like a clout chase person. You seem like you kind of do you and uh, I do me. <laughs> and when you do you, people always be like, hmm, we over here. Why they over there? You know, eventually, eventually they're going to what? Come over to you. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get what you're saying. So by doing all of these interviews also, what's one thing you hope that viewers learn about you that'll make them want to go listen to your music? Well, it's not even really even about the music. And that's another thing I want to say to the artist, too, that you said that was trying to get heard, is that it's not always about the music. I don't love Plies for his music. His music ain't bad, but I like to hear him talk. Like mm. Kevin Gates. I don't really like, I don't, well, I'm not going to say I don't like his music, but it's not my favorite. But and I just, I like to hear him talk. When Kevin Gates talk, it sounds good. He says some really profound stuff. Uh, Diddy, he makes great music. And also when he says his motivational stuff, it just comes from a place of passion. Same right. thing with Will Smith. They let Will Smith get social media, and we see, his, even though I filmed Bad Boys 3 with him, still the personality that he have, it just it, it, it flows through the screen. Wallow, mm-hmm. Gilly, Mano. You know what I'm saying? We keep on naming them. These are the people that social media allow for them to, 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 to jump through the screen. And my visibility is all a leverage game. If let's say that um, my Abby, right, is me and the Levi uh, underwear, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say that Adidas wants to, um, and they, hey, we saw you in the Levi's. Um, we want to close a deal with you for uh, $500,000 for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all know this or not, Adidas, but I was on the 411 show. I was on this. I was on that. I did this. I did that. Oh, we've never had access to those platforms. You know what? Uh, two million for the next uh, two years. Okay, cool. So I just got myself $1.5 million by putting in work that I was already going to put in myself anyway. Mm, very smart man. Very smart man. You definitely need to give, have you thought about like, you know, 
you do that, right? You actually help artists and you know give them advice on how to get deals for themselves. Do you do that? Under the table, um, it's it's a headache at times because people are so passionate about art. When you're in a creative space, being receptive is an option because it's not nine to five. It's not corporate. Right. So um, I deal with people who recognize and understand what it is that I do as far as like my generosity. My generosity shows. Right. It, you know what I'm saying? It just it, it flows through the screen. So if you don't pick it up, then that means that we were never meant to work together anyway. Mm. everybody's really 90% of people are really out here pretending I have a hundred thousand followers. And when I got my Instagram verification, I put it on my page that I was helping other people get verification and maybe 20 to 30 people actually hit me up. And maybe five people have consistently done the steps to be able to do it. So I just realized that I'm one of the chosen ones. Instagram has over half a billion followers. I mean, half a billion, half a billion users. Only mm -hmm. 1% have a million followers and only 10% have the blue check. So, uh, no, I'm tripping. Only 1% has the blue check. Only 10% has 100,000 followers. Only 1% has a million followers. So that means that it's literally chosen people out here that are actually putting forth the work and effort to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the people are just, they, they watching. It's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know, we have consumers and we have, uh, we have creators. Hmm. That's a great look at it. Great, great, great look at it. And speaking of earlier, I know you speak about your song Fly Away, featuring Donja. You guys don't know who Donja is. Like, you really need to get hit with it, okay? How did mm -hmm. that collection work? So during the quarantine, I kind of, um, the acting world took a hit that i never seen before. You know, all of, the, all of the shit had the social distance. People were scared of COVID. COVID is so deadly. Oh, my God. We can't be on set. Da, 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 da. And it just kind of shut down, modeling, too. So, I was just like, you know, this is a perfect time for me to use the wealth that I've gained to spark my music. No, not even spark, but to show people the new level that I've hit in my career through all of the success that I've had. So I reached out, I asked my girl at the time if she could write out a list of all of the female singers that she messed with. And she wrote down everybody, Adele, Kalani, Beyonce, Rihanna, this person, that person, Zed, this, that, Sia, this, like all the whole name. And then I got down to like Tiffany Evans and Dondria. And I was like, you know what? I like these two. I like everybody on this list, but I really like these two right here. Um, let me hit both of them up. I hit everybody up, but the conversation lasted the longest with those two. Mm -hmm. So the professionalism of Dondria's team at that time was just, I wanted to be a part of that. And I wanted my campaign to be a part of that. And I don't think that Tiffany Evans was considering that aspect of it. I think she was only considering the singing part of it. But mm. I'm, a, I'm a full package. And I want everything to be packaged with my packaging. Because now I'm, I'm attaching myself to you forever. This is a lifetime deal. This is another gem for those who do music. A song, the industry I have you so just tricked on first week numbers and first month numbers and this and that. No, when you put something out, it's for the rest of your life. It can go platinum 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later. These are my business deals for the rest of my life. I have fly away in my pocket for the rest of my life. I can become a millionaire. I can make a million dollars off of it next year, the year after, the year after. All I got to do is get it done right right now to make sure that it's right forever. So that's what I was thinking about. So yes, I do think about the uh, the long term game mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I always say that, yo, 
tomorrow version of yourself should always be thanking your today version for what they did for you for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Especially so, a lot that people get into, like, yeah, it sounds good now. That million dollars sounds good now. Five years, you're going to lie and cry and get out of it. That's because you <laughs> were tricked by that. <laughs> you know, you heard those stories. You've seen those artists on live, you know, nagging about it. Like, what are we supposed to do about it? Because people are so hungry for it right then. But when you actually believe in yourself, you're going to make the right decisions for the long term, for your kids, for your grandkids. So I definitely understand your mindset on that because I'm very, very, very picky on who I even work with. Very picky. So you get it. You get yeah. so. It's a mixture between, well, let me let me expound on that million. It's mm-hmm. a mixture between people not understanding the business and not understanding finances too. Like I have a good relationship with the bank. So let's say that a, a label did offer me a shitty deal to where I know that I'm worth 10 million, but they only give me one. Right. If I take that, if I take that one million that I have to give back to you, all I got to do is just let it sit in the bank for like a month, and then they're going to give me a, mil- a two million dollar loan, and then just transfer that over to another bank account, and they're going to give me another two million dollar loan. So now I didn't turn one million into four million. Um, in order for you to get an unlimited uh, a black card, you have to make one point two million dollars that year and spend twenty thousand dollars a month. You just gave me a million dollars, so now I can do that. If I can't make another point four off of that one, off of that one that you just gave me, I don't have no business borrowing this money from you in the first place. So now I go from being broke to now I have a black card. I can I can buy a home with that. I can buy a vehicle with that. I can give you your money back, and I can still walk away with ten million dollars. All I got to do is just get with a financial advisor to show me how to move that money around and get the loans from each places that I want to get it from and extend my credit lines that I already have. So that way I can leave with A1 credit. You can get your money back. We can get the project done and I can still have my money. Come on, look at you. You got, you just, just smart. You just got it all. Just said, I don't know. <laughs> people going to be watching this like, damn, let me write some notes down. Let me take down some notes. See, that's very, very important because you're going to be the boss of your career. Like, as you keep going, nobody's going to come in and say, hey, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. You already know your budget. You already know what you're doing. I think that's very, 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 very important. And I don't know you, but I do like talking to you and I like the knowledge that you have. You know, I hope that other artists will be able to come over here too and learn from it. Not just artists, but entrepreneurs and other creators too, because you need to understand the business that you're getting into, but people will take advantage of you. It's so so easy to be taken advantage of, but you know, everybody have a little fun. I'm going to ask you a few questions, all right? You got to answer honestly, all right? So you ready? Let's do it. Okay, what is your favorite song you ever created? Mine? Mm-hmm. Damn, man, I love all my songs for different reasons. Um, I want to say Fly Away is my favorite music video that I have out. I'm going to flip it a little bit. That's my favorite visual because it's just, you've seen it already, right? The visual. Mm-hmm. visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so happy that you have her on there. Like, she's such a true talent. And, you know, our generation know who she is. You know, this new generation, they may not be so hip to her. Right. And that was another reason why I wanted to do it. Um, you know, I'm trying, I want to collaborate with Patty LaBelle. I want to collaborate with, uh, uh, what's her name? Lauren Hill. I want to collaborate with TLC. I want to do, you know what I'm saying? Not to, no, no, not to the singers that we got now, but it's a forever game. There is no, he fell off, she fell off. Nah, these people did something to put themselves in the plateau for the rest of their life, and we should appreciate them, and we should honor them as such, because I'm going to want the same thing. I can't be young forever. Mm-hmm. And they're vocalists, too, you know. 
Let's make that note. They are vocalists. They can sing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you want somebody bring life to your record. You know what I can't stand? Just, you know, I can't stand when somebody has somebody on their song and like they bring nothing to it. <laughs> you know, it's like, you could have kept them off of it. Like, what, what, what was the point? What was the point? You, I'm pretty sure you've heard songs like that, especially a lot of these remixes. Next, who is an ex that got away? I don't know if I necessarily have an ex that got away. I feel like that there are some mistakes that I may have made in the past that I was unaware of. Um, I actually just went through like a bad breakup about, not bad, but just a hard breakup about six, seven months ago. And before that, we were in a polyamorous relationship for a duration of the time. So technically it was like two people that was technically broken up with. And I don't think that anybody... I want to. I want to. I want to say this humbly. Like the type of guy that I am, you can't really get away from me as far as like me feeling like that I missed out with all of the shit that I have going on and with who I am as a person. So maybe mm -hmm. you just need to take a time out to figure out how you refit back into my life or fit in my life in the first place. But this life is going to happen regardless. It's already mm -hmm. here. So. Um, I can't necessarily say that I, I feel like that one got away. I'm going to just say that I feel like that there is different things in the background that needs to be rendered with those people or that person so that they can figure out how they want to refit into my life again. <laughs> that was smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. Pretty much like, you know what? I ain't even stopping. If y'all want to be back over here, y'all figure out. Y'all figure out how you can get back on here and see if I'm open. <laughs> very, very smooth. Next, who is the first person that you call good news? Depends on what the news is. Um, if I find out that I have a pornography clip that goes viral on Twitter, I'm not going to call my mom. So it depends on that, what the news is. That would be good news for you? Sure, I got to get a check cut at that point. I'm not going to be the one that leaked it. So somebody else leaked it, so it's already out. So that can be my excuse. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nominated for, um, you know, a Grammy Award. Say it again. Let's say you were nominated for a Grammy Award, Best New Artist. I'd probably call my stepfather because he's the one who got me started in um, in music and acting and all that stuff anyway. So mm -hmm. it'd be a, a milestone for us as a, as a unit. Okay, that's dope. Next, mm -hmm. what is the biggest misconception about you? You said it earlier. It's the, um, the confusion of arrogance for confidence. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that you are arrogant and cocky. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. I, I just kind of, I don't know what to do with that information. I have no idea. Okay. You know, I, I have, um, you know, because people say that same thing about me, but I don't even be doing nothing. Not like I be walking around saying, hey, I'm I'm the queen and y'all are peasants, you know? It's not like I do that. That's somebody I feel like is arrogant, but you just, you know, walk into the room looking good, smelling good, you know, head held high, and people say, oh, you think he all that. You ain't even do nothing. You just walk in the room being yourself. Yeah, that that's right. Confident. So I get you on that. And last, yeah. being on manifestation, let's say you were at the Grammy Awards or the Oscars. What would your acceptance speech be? I think I would start off by saying that I want to thank God for 
for keeping me sane enough to even want to continue to do this. I want to I gotta figure out the way to properly word it. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna forgive everybody that doubted that I would ever be in this position. And I want to I wanna use this not as a finish line, but as a milestone and a checkpoint to let the world know on what level my next creations are gonna be on. Mm, okay. Very smooth. Okay, I like that. I'm very big on manifestation, so I feel like I've been saying some things that came true. So, in the next two to five years, when you get your award, make sure you mention Kayla got the 411 show, too. <laughs> yeah, I have to now. Now I got to. It's in there. Yeah. So, I know you uh, mentioned that you were an actor, too. Tell me about like the tour and the stage play that you had going on. Uh, shout out to Go Back and Get God. That was that, That's a great stage play. I play the lead uh, antagonist, um, fearless, and the, the stage play is about a pastor who sees a community that is going to hit, not, well, that is deteriorating right in front of him. And mm-hmm. so he takes the church out of the building and puts it into the community. And he, um, he, has a, uh, he has his work cut out for him. And I'm one of the biggest reasons that he has his work cut out for him. Mm. Wow, where can we watch that at? Because that sounds good. Well, we actually gonna gonna get back to touring the to play within the next two months. All of the COVID restrictions are now finally being lifted, and people are getting back to gathering. So you'll see you back on that stage real soon. Okay, I'll make sure you stay tuned. I always support all of you all that's on this show when y'all have shows and stuff. I always try to support y'all here locally. Let me make sure I make that clear locally. That if you want me to come where you at, you gotta give me a coin. All right, now mm-hmm. I. That you had a live with Bow Wow. Like, do you know him? Like, what's your relationship with Bow Wow? I mean, I technically now we know each other, but before, yeah, yeah before we did the live, no, I didn't know him personally. I guess he just saw the work that I was doing. And he offered me the opportunity to have a conversation with him. And wow. I think the conversation lasted about 20, 30 minutes. And just 90% of the conversation was just him giving me game and just letting me know, like, yo, this is how you maneuver through this. This is how you go about doing that. Da, 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 da. And it was just in front of everybody, but I could feel that he was genuinely talking to to me. Right. You know, I wasn't talking to Bob. I was really talking to Shot Moss. Like I really felt like it was that type. Of, it was like a, it was like a big a big little brother conversation that we was having. And um, you know, he he put me on to he he validated the fact that I had not only multiple hustles but good hustles that were going to become lucrative in the near future. So. Right. I appreciated him, and I woke up the next morning to about 200, 300 DMs. That was the most I had ever had in one day. This is before I got verified, too, so it was just like, man, that was a dope experience. That's amazing. You know, I look here, I grew up on Bow Wow, okay, so I don't like when people be criticizing him. You know, I feel like every time they say something bad about him, like, he's done so much in his career where now he's still a young young man you know he's able to retire and enjoy his life because of all the past work that he's done and he has faced a lot of criticism as well so that leads to my next question like how do you even handle criticism you know because you are elevating in your career the more you elevate the more the haters come the more the critics come so how do you even balance that and manage it I'm, i'm really good at consolidating my energy i'm an introverted extrovert so if a person pay me to do something, I'm very good at 
just leaving remarker still at home and putting on my vigilante armor and going to do my job and then come back. And I, I keep people around me in my inner circle that value me, not just for the type of gain that they can have around me, but just love the energy that I naturally bring. So it makes it a lot easier for me to be able to, to maneuver through this industry. The industry is not just like one big pool. It's like a bunch of different things going on at once. So sometimes if you just stand still, you won't get hit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you already know the clear path, things are just maneuver around you, but you won't even notice that it's happening. You will just be walking your straight path. So the, um, you know, just when you put yourself in certain situations and you have a good relationship with God, it always comes out in your favor at the end as well, too. Mm-hmm. You said a mouthful there. I feel you. I tell people all the time, I go out, I get my content, and I come on home. So anything yeah. that's going on out there, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I'm very, I would dip out of here real quick. Won't nobody even know that I um, left. I'm really big on not getting mixed up in this thing. Because, you know, everybody, we live in Atlanta. You know, it's just, it's, you, you know how it is down here. You know, you can really end up in some strange situations, but you got to be in tune with who you are. So I think you are doing great at that. So we ending the show now. What do you have coming out for the rest of the year? Because I... You know, the full one you told me that you want to be on V Lad. So that's amazing. Yeah, so um I have a interview with him either next week or the week after that. I'm doing a million dollar car giveaway with a new company called uh Stacks Tires. And they have um some luxury old school vehicles that they're gonna be giving to me for me to give to the people. So what? be on the lookout for that as well. So it's gonna be hosted in Atlanta, but it's gonna be a worldwide giveaway. So if it's overseas, somebody win, we'll ship it. If it's been in a different state, we'll ship it. If it's in Atlanta, we'll bring it to you. So right. that's, that's going to be coming up very, very soon. It's going to be my first giveaway. So those, man, I, I've actually been itching to do one of those for about two years now. And I finally linked up with the right company to do it with. And with the Vlad TV interview, I just feel like that I want to consolidate my um especially with me being on the way to winning the Guinness Book of World Records for the most interviews I want to start to consolidate my interview energy yes. to where I'm doing the big stations first and knocking those out like the Breakfast Club, Sway, Ebro and all of those stuff and and then going to continue to show love to the people that I feel are next in media rather than the people who just get in front of a microphone and just start talking and they consider themselves a personality. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know I, <laughs> it ain't no shame, but I, I get what you said. I definitely get. I get what you said because I don't met some people and they be like, I got a show. And you ain't put out a show in three months. So mm-hmm. <laughs> a show. So I get it. That's why I laugh. <laughs> I get it because something just came to my mind. Hey.